Welcome to the Active Ingredient Podcast, your destination for all things personal and professional growth. I'm your host, Sophie Wheel, and I am an intentional brand builder on a mission to inspire people to build not only their dream businesses that are fully in alignment and that actually feel good for them to be in, but more importantly, to create well-rounded lives that are in alignment with their values. I believe that we can only grow outward in proportion to how aligned we are internally, and that slowly but surely, we are all capable of creating lives that feel incredibly fulfilling to be fully present in. Hello, welcome back to the Active Ingredient Podcast. If I sound a little different, it's because I am at the tail end of this annoying ass cold. It is not COVID, but I have been coughing and sneezing and just am congested. So if I sound a little off, that's that's the situation. And yeah, I am really excited to get into this week's topic. It is something that has been in my mind for years at this point. I think that I've been putting off how I wanted to bring it up on the show or how I wanted to dive into this concept because I don't know, I feel like I was waiting for the right moment or for there to be this big reason to do it. And I just realized there is no better time than now. And today I had a moment of massive resistance that reminded me of why I'm even doing this podcast in the first place. So that's why I am excited to be talking about it today, even though there's no real big impetus to be talking about it now, because it is something that I've been thinking of for, I want to say at least three years. And that is the concept of shadow careers. So I first learned about shadow careers when Stephen Pressfield, who is an incredible author, was on Tim Ferriss's podcast. And about three years ago, I think I was in Colorado and we were driving and listening to Tim interview Stephen Pressfield. And he was talking about this concept called shadow careers and how a lot of times people who don't believe that they are capable of doing the actual thing that they want to do, will choose a career that is adjacent to the thing that they actually want to do. And an example of this would be someone who deeply wants to be a musician and will instead go down the path of being an entertainment lawyer who represents artists, who is close enough to what that person's soul actually wants to do, but isn't actually executing the thing that their soul actually wants them to do. And so this has been something that has been in me for a long time. I mean, it stopped me in my tracks. The first time that I heard it, I was like, oh my God, there's so much truth to this. I felt identified with it in a lot of areas of my life. And I felt like that is just such a clear way of putting it. And it, it essentially it's it's protection mode. It's essentially like you're close enough to have kind of like whiffs of that energy, of the energy that you actually want to be in, but you don't have the massive risk of really putting yourself out there in something and failing and failing in something that you really care about, which I think is like the the big thing. Because if you're an entertainment lawyer and fail, but it's not your real calling, then 
does it really affect you that much? So it's kind of like self-preservation and protection. But when he was talking about it, I personally felt so identified with just things in my career that have been very much that very much in the realm of doing a periphery job of something that I actually want to do or hyping something that I actually wanted to create. And I think at this point, I'm still in the in-between where I am executing on things that are so important to me, i.e. this podcast, i.e. my tableware line with my sister and teaching yoga. Those are things that are me actually doing what my soul is calling me to do while still doing the job and the role of things that are in periphery that pay the bills that I am finding my way of being excited in that and asking questions and getting more of an understanding of how the area that I actually want to be in works and really learning and getting curious and knowing that the intention of how I'm doing things is is to ultimately get to really only doing things that is what my soul is calling for. And I think that I've talked about this in so many different ways, but the way that he described the shadow career, I actually want to read from him specifically what he said. He says, sometimes when we're terrified of embracing our true calling, we'll pursue a shadow calling instead. The shadow career is a metaphor for our real career. Its shape is similar. Its contours feel tantalizingly the same. But a shadow career entails no real risk. If we fail at a shadow career, the consequences are meaningless to us. Are you pursuing a shadow career? Are you getting your PhD in Elizabeth in Elizabethan studies because you're afraid to write the tragedies and comedies you know you have inside of you? Are you living the drugs and booze half of the musician's life without actually writing the music? Are you working in a support capacity for an innovator because you're afraid to risk being an innovator yourself? And I think that there's so much truth to that. I swear it. When we were driving, I was like, almost stop the car type thing. Oh my God. It hit me just so intensely. And at the time I, I was doing active ingredient already, but I feel like very much so not with the intention and the oomph that I feel like I have for it right now. And I definitely was not doing the table or line with my sister and very much feeling stuck in the shadow and I couldn't find the name for it. And it's so crazy to me because my first job, literally my first job out of college was literally at a place called shadow. Like that is literally how overt and obvious this thing is. And so when I heard it and I was like, I am in that. Like I am in that I have been actively working towards evolving out of that and, and really into the actual calling of what I want to be doing and what I feel like is where I come alive the most. And it's not to say that what a lot of the things that I'm doing right, right now, there is a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of how I'm showing up and that, that is exactly how I want to be doing it. And that has morphed from having learned this, this term the first time around and just like sitting with it and learning it and metabolizing it and then also executing the muscle and starting to get comfortable or not even comfortable, but starting to just learn the skill set that's needed for the things that my soul actually wants to be doing. Like I said, again, this podcast, the table we're lying with my sister, creating and communicating and being around truth tellers, creating from a super authentic place. I don't know how that's going to continue to evolve, but what I do know is that I enjoy creating. 
I enjoy connecting with people. I love asking questions. I love being able to get curious and more importantly, and above all else, which I said in the last solo, I love seeing people in their sauce. And so while currently, do I feel like I am 1000% out of the shadow career and into whatever you would call like the opposite, the light career? Not entirely. Not 1000% there, but I'm so much closer. And I, I do think, and I've said this on the show, it is a progression and it's a growing the trust muscle within yourself to know that you can. But I just thought that this this uh, way of writing it and the way of phrasing it of like, what is the periphery thing that you're doing right now that is the safer option, quote unquote safer, to what you actually want to be doing? I have to ask myself that question all the damn time. Like, do I actually want to represent this client that is talking about this right now? Or do I want to be talking about this on my show? Do I really want to take this on even though I feel like I'll be just a cog in a wheel? Or do I want to double down my efforts on building my tableware line with my sister? And the answer right now is that for the things that I am doing, I can confidently say that all of them I want to be doing at this point. Is it going to be something that I am doing like this for the rest of my life? I don't know, but I am just listening to like, what is, well, first of all, because to keep it real, like, what do I need to be able to live? You know, what am I, what am I willing to sacrifice in order to continue to step closer into the light version of this career path versus staying in the fear or staying in the shadow? What am I willing to sacrifice? What am I not willing to sacrifice? And I try really hard when I interview people for it to not look like, oh, and then I made this decision. And then all of a sudden everything, all the chips fell where they were supposed to. And it was perfect because it is a like a, an expansion and a contraction uh, putting yourself out there and then shit, no one cares or putting yourself out there. And then, damn, I felt really good about that. I don't care if anybody cares. And then trying again. And then it's it's a constant dance of that back and forth and continuing to double down on the why behind why you're doing it. and if it's actually connected to the real thing that you want to be doing to the opposite of a shadow career. Like, are you actually doing the thing that is scarier because you care and because it's like you are putting your soul on the line or is it the thing that you're doing that's close enough to it that you think that it'll be enough. But like, I can just tell you this, like, at least for me, it's not, (laughs) like it's just not like like for me I have done it I have been in the periphery I have done I have literally represented people and brands that I'm like I want to be doing something like that like why am I not putting myself in the position to do that like I am capable I could do it why am I not doing it that voice doesn't go away if you have that voice you likely do because you're listening to the show for me the voice never went away and it doesn't go away so this is kind of a cluster of just this truth of this shadow career that has been inside of me and the importance of really sitting in silence with yourself and asking yourself, am I doing a periphery thing right now? Or am I doing this thing for a short period of time? Cause I actually am going to take steps in the direction of where I want to go. Like, are you being honest with yourself on what you're actually doing? I want to continue to just Every day, ask myself what and how I'm showing up right now would be considered 
shadow for you? Like, what are you hiding behind just because it might be something that you knew how to do before, just because it's something that you're good at, just because it's something that you're known for, just because it's something that you've seen success in, uh, just because it's something that brings you your income. Remove all of that. Like, is what you're actually doing, the act of what you're doing, is it what you want to be doing? Do you want to be doing that? Is that the fullest expression of what you want to create? And sitting with the discomfort that sometimes that answer is no, I am not. And sometimes the answer is yes, I am. So that ebb and flow of that answer and just continuing to carve at it because it's not one thing that you just like do one time and it's done. It's a continuous thing. And as we continue to understand ourselves more, understand where these desires are even coming from, understand the things that light you up by way of trying new things, then you can just continue to ask the question and shave off the things that are coming from a fear-based place. So yeah, that was a huge first part of what I want to talk about on this show. And then the second part, which I feel like it goes really well with the conversation of the shadow career, because it's really about keeping your eye on the ball. And that was so clear to me this weekend. I went to Connecticut to visit my friend who has a house there. And it was such a beautiful, delicious, nourishing soul weekend. Like, let me tell you, Connecticut can get it. I love it there. It is so beautiful. People are so kind. My friend knows everyone by name. It's beautiful. And we took a tennis class with his tennis pro teacher. And you know, when you just feel someone's wisdom, he was so observant and so quiet. But when he spoke, it was powerful. And you could just tell that the way that he looks at tennis is bigger than the sport. And this is such a thing that we hear over and over again. I mean, I've heard this throughout my whole life. I played tennis growing up. I have heard this over and over again. And every single time that it clicks and I exercise that piece of advice, it always works out in my favor. And it is to keep your eye on the ball. Let me tell you, my forehand, I haven't played in a while. My forehand, out of control. Like I might as well be playing baseball out there. I felt really, really rusty. I was just playing terribly and or not playing terribly. My forehand, my backhand is solid. I freaking love a backhand in tennis, but my forehand was just like, oh, it was crazy. And this wise tennis pro was just observing me, observing me, observing me. And he he brought me to the front of the court and he was like, do you know where the ball is hitting on the racket? Like, do you, can you feel where the ball is actually hitting. If I asked you where, where on the ball did it touch the racket? Did it touch the strings? And I was like, absolutely not. Like I, I, I couldn't tell you, I, I don't know. And he was like, I want you to feel where, like when you're hitting the ball, I want you to keep your eye so connected to the ball that when I ask you, where did the ball hit the racket? You're going to be able to tell me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do my absolute best. And he was like, I don't want you to think of where it's going to go. I don't want you to think of the power in which you're going to hit it. I just want you to look at the ball the entire time that it's in your court. 
I want you to look at it in the entire time. And every time that I was looking at it in its entirety, I, I was not looking at where I was not thinking strategically. I was not putting in power. I was literally just like ball in my in my court, staring at that ball every time that I could, that I that I was able to be present enough to like look at the ball and hit it. Beautiful shot every single time. And and every single time that I would get in my head or the the pace was getting faster and I would lo- like I lost the remembrance of looking at the ball, then I would do an air ball. And it's just so analogous to life. It's the same thing. It's like when we forget and we default back into the shadow careers that feel safe or when we default back into patterns that we know don't serve us anymore or when we default back into getting caught up in the the momentum or the intensity of other people around you and taking it on as yourself or when you just get caught up in things, it's the remembering to look at the ball remembering to look at your why remembering to look at the at the actual thing that it is that you want to be creating and having grace for yourself for the time that you get distracted by how intense the game is or having grace with yourself for choosing to do something that is safer for whatever reason and then again choosing to come back to look at the ball and the more that we can choose to look at the ball and just really focus on keeping your eye on the ball, the more we're going to get shots over the net. We're not going to get them every time. Even when you're looking at the ball, you're not going to get the shot. And I didn't this weekend for sure. But you're not going to do it every single time. You're going to have a way, way, way more easeful, enjoyable, powerful shot if you're looking at the ball, if you're looking at the why, and if you have full connection and full contact with, with that deeper why. So that is all I have for you this week. I hope that this resonated. This is a topic. The shadow career topic is something that I definitely will be talking about again. This is the first time that I say it so overtly on the show. And it's something that I want to listen to, hear, read more about from Stephen Pressfield because I believe that he's the one who coined the term shadow career and just explore that topic more because I think so many of us are living in that, me included. So many of us are living in that periphery state. And I want more of us, including myself, to be living more in the sauce state. And I've had glimmers of it and I'm living in it in parts of my life for sure. And I'm proud of myself for that. And I want to also remain in that like proud and gratitude for myself for for doing that because that took so much unlearning and that took so much bravery and so much putting myself out there, being scared and doing it anyway. And there's still a lot to go and that's okay. And that's beautiful. And I just wanted to be super, super honest about that. If this resonates with you, like this is a part of it. Um, and you're absolutely worth going for whatever that thing is. So with that, I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for getting to the end of the episode. And more importantly, thank yourself for choosing to learn more about how to come home to yourself. As always, take what resonates with you and simply let go of what doesn't. 
I would really appreciate it if you can give the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen, because that's the way that the show will continue to grow. And we are all about growth here. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next week.